0: Well, hey there, everybody.
1: (laughs) I'm Lindsay Reed.
0: I'm Jordan Reed, and we are the hosts, for the most part, of Spooky Spouses. But this week, we're doing our very first Scavengers Network-wide host swap.
1: So we will be hosting a wonderful podcast called Historical Hotties, which will air on Wednesday.
0: And this week, you get to be spiritually guided by our friends Colin and Alex, hosts of Journey Under 30.
1: So enjoy the disembodied voices of Colin and Alex.
0: See you next week.
2: Hello and welcome to Spooky Spouses. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And I'm not sure if you can tell or not, but we're not Jordan and Lindsey Reed. But we do still hold hands. But like in a non-spouse way. You know, the way you do. And here on Spooky Spouses,
3: we talk about ghosts and stuff. Stuff could be anything like cryptozoology or becoming a ghost.
2: Or becoming a ghost that wears dockers.
3: Or becoming a ghost... That inhabits a pair of Dockers.
2: Or becoming a ghost that inhabits a pair of Dockers on Jeremy Renner's stepdad.
3: (laughs) 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 Alright, so, um, if this is your first time listening, we're not the real host of Spooky Spouses, if you couldn't tell. It's a big host swap week here on the Scavengers Network, actually. So, um, Lindsay and Jordan are on Historical Hotties this week. We're here... Morgan and Thomas are on Journey under 30, and the Nielsen sisters are on Academy Outcasts. Um, I think that this is a great opportunity for the spirit world. I, I really love in these like improv opportunities and how they're like very, you know, very guided. You know, sometimes when you're a ghost, you get very set in your ways as to like the kind of objects you're inhabiting, or the kind of places you're inhabiting, or mm-hmm. the people that you're possessing. And I think, you know, sometimes it's good to just change things up a bit. So
2: I totally understand that. Sometimes you're just kind of like you know, this is super fun. Um, and I think speaking of super fun, that it's great to get into the spectral shenanigans of spooky spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, man. Are you ready to get into it all? Um Yeah, let's do it. I have a little game for us just to sort of start us off. Okay. Uh get the ectoplasm flowing and sure. get into the groove of comedy and haunts and dockers. Ugh. What do you say?
3: I sound like I don't have a choice. Let's do it.
2: All right. So uh, I'm going to bring back a classic bit uh, from Spooky Spouses here, Mm -hmm. and we're going to play a quick round of Bogus or Boogeyman. Okay. Um, So do you want number one, two, three, or four? Four. Okay. So the first one that we're going to talk about is the, now please excuse my pronunciation on this, the Hyampom. Uh, The Hyampom is also... Now, no Googling.
3: I'm not. I'm sending you links for... if.
2: Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yes. The Hyampom is also known as the hog bear. Mm -hmm. It's a small bear with a sharp nose and curly fur... It has a voracious appetite for pork, being known to take out huge chunks out of live pigs, hmm. um, and uh, they are, you know, feared greatly by lumberjacks. Hmm. So, what do you think? Is this is this a a bogus or is this a boogeyman?
3: You know, I think that could be ex- explained. As like, so why are all my pigs dying? Well, it must be this thing that's kind of eating all my Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think it might be bogus.
2: You think it's bogus? So you Mm -hmm. think it's not real?
3: Well, I think that the thing itself isn't real, but the thing that might be causing it is real. Like, you know, like a... Right.
2: Okay. So I get what you're saying. But so then does that mean that you think... Sorry. We should clarify.
3: Conceptually, I think it's bogus.
2: The... The, the concept of it is bogus, right? But it, what it means more of it is this a real cryptid or is this a cryptid? Oh, oh made is up? it a
3: real cryptid or one you made up? Okay, right. So sorry, that's, that's that that's, sounds that sounds more more thought out than something you would think of. So I think it's actually a real cryptid.
2: Wow, that was both <laughs> unbelievably rude and also accurate. Not accurate that it was uh, something more than I would have thought up, but uh, it is it is actually a real cryptid. All right, all right. So one, two, or three. Let's go
3: with what's. What's spookier, one, two, or three? Listeners, what's I spookier, think, one, I two, I think or three? it depends
2: on what you are going to find spooky, because I hate needles, but for you, you're probably just like, poke, 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 what's up?
3: Well, I hate spiders just because, you know, eight, so it's a tip, I mean,
2: well... Take- spiders have eight legs, and eight looks a lot like a three, so let's do number three. Sounds good for me. Uh, so this creature is called the Mord. Uh, it's like, it's kind of like a form of a mer person. Uh, it... Actually, looks surprisingly a lot like the creatures from The Shape of Water, right? You know, mm-hmm. the – oh, no. I cannot speak. Guillermo del Toro's – there we go. Uh, you know, movie that won – what was that? Was that Best Director? I, I have no so. idea. I don't watch the Oscars. Sorry. Um, so, they were most frequently reported being seen in areas of water near the equator. So, it's, you know, states like Florida, Louisiana, Alabama – Um, Texas, Mexico, you know, folks in that area, seeing them in like the bays and the oceans around there. And, um, their main prey is crustaceans being known to catch crabs and other shelled creatures, just cracking them open and just sort of going to town on those insides, sucking out the meat, like a slurpee. Basically. I think this might be bogus. It is bogus. Ah, okay. You're too good. And I've I've been keeping a straight face this whole time. yeah, Yeah. All right. Last options. One or two.
3: Well, because I'm afraid of spiders and two is a multiple of eight. Let's go with two.
2: Okay. So this one is the Shafe. Uh, this is like a giant dog of sorts, right? But a little more humanoid. Uh, they sort of look like that thing that's like halfway between when a person and a werewolf, like between this, the kind of like the middle... Like the Missing Link. There you go. In an Animorphs cover. Yes. Oh, shit. That's a great way of describing it. It's like the Animorphs cover, like halfway point between Bobby and the werewolf, right? Um, The Bob Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So pretty much every report of these comes from like the upper Midwest area, predominantly in like the Dakotas. Mm -hmm. Uh, They prey on local wildlife, like elk, bison, moose. Uh, I'm guessing that like based on like kind of like the uh, the reports and stuff like that, they probably travel in packs Probably like wolves do Because these things are not as big as these creatures That they're taking down, right? But they're clearly taking on yeah. bison and shit like that um, And they're getting fully eaten up Because, you know, these cryptids aren't huge But, like I said, probably the same boat as wolves Yeah So, uh, what do you think? Bogus or boogeyman?
3: I think it's a boogeyman
2: That one is bogus So, oh, okay. finally, I got one over you got on you uh, Alright, last one is the Napa Rebobs. Uh, these are creatures that are reportedly seen outside of Napa all the time, like the Napa Valley area. Uh, they are half monkey, half robot, and they are basically silent protectors of the Doomsday Safety Center in Napa.
3: Where is Napa?
2: Pretty sure that's California.
3: Sounds kind of bogus.
2: It's real. Huh. Yeah. So I never knew the
3: robots could be a part half. of cryptozoology. That's that's interesting. There
2: you go. We're half and half, so that is an evenly matched round of bogus or boogeyman.
3: Wow. Huh. Um interesting. There you have it. All right. So um let's actually get into our first presentation. So Mr. Parker, I sent you a couple links. Okay. So my plan with this was well, so there's this website called um hauntedplaces.org mm-hmm. and they list uh, they index haunted places by state and by category. So you could have like cemeteries, you could have like hotels, that kind of thing.
2: And we should send this to Sam. We should. Because Sam. So, real quick shout out to another show on the network, uh, which is State Your Case. State your case talks a lot about uh, you know, he he likes to really look at cryptids and yes. stuff like that and like the haunted areas of of states so you know you should definitely check that out so this is this would be perfect for him but yeah yes. let's let's talk about these haunted places so with
3: each area people can rank them based on how spooky they think they are and can leave reviews right mm-hmm. kind of like a haunted Yelp okay so what I was thinking is we can look over these three specific spots okay kind of go through the description of them sure. and maybe. Read some of the reviews okay. and maybe think: Are they produce? are they
2: actually haunted?
3: Are they actually haunted? Or mm. Are they just kind of making up a story? Mm. So let's actually start with the first one: haunted or Henry? Haunted or Henry? I like that. It's like a
2: like it's kind of like Scooby Doo. You know, it's like is it really a ghost? Nope. it's just old man Jenkins under it. So haunted or Henry? Haunted hey, or Henry? Lindsay Jordan. That one's for free. You guys can keep that. But just
3: make sure to cite us when you use it. Please do. Please do. Uh,
2: So which one am I opening first?
3: So we're starting with the Antietam National Battlefield.
2: Uh, Okay, I got it.
3: So uh, the description here. So this historic Civil War National Park Battlefield from 1862, where many lives were lost, is said to be haunted by the ghost of soldiers and the sounds of phantom gunfire and shouts, drumbeats, and war songs. Some visitors have presumed to be looking at reenactors playing a part in a historic scene, only for them to vanish right before their eyes. Ooh. So spooky stuff. Many other sites new bar said to be haunted as well. So, um, actually, I wanted, I had a, actually, a, an Alex story. So, um, when I was a kid, I went on a trip to the Antian battlefield with my parents. As mm-hmm. as you do when you're a kid, and you get like a cool device, you kind of use it on everything. So I was taking like a camera, and I was just like recording all over, just like right. anything I could find. And we were watching the footage later, and like I had this really vivid memory of seeing like there was this one frame of like seeing like a gray figure in like the, the side of a shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I I I think it's haunted, but
2: Interesting. See now, I like this because on the website there is a rate this haunted place. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is this place really haunted? Voice your opinion here. Click thumbs up if you think it's haunted, or thumbs down if you think it's all just a tall tale. I like this system. Now, there's a ninety four percent thumbs up on this. Mm-hmm. I imagine that uh, you know, when you've got a place that's had that many deaths, there's got to be some sort of heck and mojo going on over there. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's haunted. I th- I'm gonna think this is a haunt.
3: You know what? Let's let's look into some of the user reviews. So we're gonna look at a we're gonna call her Kite Line. So one <laughs> night, my family and I went to Antien and Battlefield at night on a lantern tour through the park. There were reenactors in front of a fire in a dead of night, but what I saw behind them were soldiers doing the ready-aim fire thing. One of the soldiers stared right at me for 10 seconds, then totally dissipated. I have no doubt in my mind that the battlefield is haunted. Nothing can explain what I saw. What do Interesting.
2: you think? I mean, again, I, I I do believe it. You know, I think that there's been a lot of deaths there, and there's there's got to be something sticking around. Yeah. Um. Either that, or... The guy fell like just straight up on his face and the person blinked and they were like, oh,
3: what? It's, it's kind of like the – what's the thing with babies where it's like you put the, your hand Peekaboo? My, well, yeah, peekaboo where it's like object permanence. Yeah. Maybe this person just says poor object permanence.
2: They they close their eyes. They're like, I can't see him. He disappeared. He dissipated. I'm gone. Okay. Now, no, actually- i actually – think It's haunted.
3: I have actually a review that the, the spookiness might actually come more from the review than the story itself. So this is c- coming from a, I'm going to call her Kaim Barely. And so it starts off like this. Hi, town, you, as in the letter, you do know the 21st of July is coming up. Hmm, Reenactment is going to happen. It's 40 centuries later. You tell you, Nick. Again, both still letters. <laughs> Haunted one, good luck, man. That's why all this soudin and faux thunk Nick think.
2: <laughs> i think that this might be someone reaching out from the other side
3: so you're saying I, they're a ghost
2: i think that this is a ghost um i really appreciate um because this is a wild buck wild name i think we can probably just say it. it's gerald which is also interesting that is definitely a um the adventure zone reference there i think mm. i think that's what they're going for they like quoted a caption here and like
3: i was actually gonna look at that one too you know
2: and but like they have a photo of like the water and like basically like they're trying to claim that like there's like it's so strange right
3: there are faces um, in the water
2: if you look at it there's faces like it's a man's face his forehead eyebrow eyes pupil his cheeks nose nostrils lips and chin all appear. uh it's been authenticated by a digital scientist of dartmouth college where no manipulation was done to the shot Um, and I think that's really interesting
3: considering there's been manipulation done to the shot with like there being captions in the photo.
2: Right. I do think that's also, and also you can clearly tell it's been manipulated because the saturation of this photo is out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, clearly to boost what you can see. Also, I don't fully see exactly what they're trying to point out.
3: Well, so if you go (laughs) into, if you scroll down, they post it again and in on double quotes, that is definitely
2: a not touched up photo.
3: Definitely. So it's
2: just zoomed in.
3: And keep in mind that th- this um, review is in all caps.
2: Both of them are in all caps. This I is also, the reverse yeah.
3: side of the photo of the ghostly image at Burnside Bridge where the photos are blown up.
2: I really also love the fact that on the first one, though, they said, thanks, Gary L. Hoover. Oh, I guess it's Gary. I thought it was
3: because We're going to go with Gerald Hoover.
2: Yeah, Geryl Hoover. Thanks, um, Yeah, I'm Hoover. <laughs> look, I think that some people are obviously going to look too much into it, but I'm I'm going to call it at Haunted.
3: I'm I'm calling the place haunted. I'm calling maybe this submitter also haunted themselves.
2: Ooh, good call. You think that they're reaching out and saying, yeah. we need help. Please come get us.
3: <laughs> this is a call for help. We're stuck in the water.
2: Please Absolutely. Help. All right. So which one next?
3: So um, give me a number between um, Maryland and New Orleans.
2: Okay. Well, let's just do Maryland because we're in Maryland.
3: Okay. So we're going to look at the Hampton house.
2: All right, it is loading. There we go. All right, I'm on it. Ooh, Towson. It's from Towson, Maryland actually. I think it's right on campus. Is it really? Yes,
3: yeah, so there is a haunted I didn't know that. There is a supposedly haunted house on the campus of Towson uh, Towson University. So, um here's the description. Uh this 1700s mansion now a house museum is said to be the home of several ghosts, including Priscilla Ridgely of the original owner's family, whose apparition has been seen throughout the house. And Signet Swan, an eighteen hundred resident, I mean you know they're gonna be from the eighteen hundreds with the name like um, Signet, Signet Swan. Yeah, Swan Signet. with two ends. The daughter of Governor Swan, who died under mysterious circumstances. Ooh. Her apparition has been seen, and harpsichord playing has been heard coming from the room. It's a ghostly harpsichord. On um, It's ghost coming of, from inside the house. The harpsichord is inside the house. Um, I'm going to skip down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Where Other odd happenings here. A spirit Go once forward. knocked down the, all the display racks when an exhibition was held in the great hall. The sound of a crashing chandelier has foretold the deaths of the house's ladies. And a phantom coach once arrived carrying the house's master after his death away from home.
2: Jeez. This, I mean, look, the stuff that you hear on this one, like, this is even actually, I feel like, more haunting, like, just to listen to than the last one. Yeah. And yet, it's got a 92% with an 8% negative. I'm, you know what? Hey, I just hit the thumbs up. It says, thanks for your vote. It didn't make a difference, but I would like to think that someday it will. Um, There's actually a video on here, Mm -hmm. which, you know, people should maybe go check out. I'm, uh, okay, I realize that I've already said haunted, I'm gonna claim haunted on this one. That's some of nice. this stuff, cause some of this stuff is very similar to a haunted house that is in New Orleans that has like all sorts of just messed up stuff that's happened in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the most gruesome stories you'll ever hear. A little too much for I think this podcast, because we try to we try to keep it cool. Like obviously we we're talking about spookiness, and but we don't wanna get like we don't want to get blue, you know? No. Um, so bow, all all shades of the, of the ghost bow, all the ghost bow, all shades of fifty shades of gray ghosts.
3: So I have so I guess here might be another situation where the um the the haunting might be more in the comments than the actual haunted place itself. So mm-hmm. I'm going to scroll to the bottom here. We're going to um read one from Mr. Solly Um I live in Reisterstown, off of Franklin. I don't believe I'm psychic. Okay, you don't believe you're psychic, but I can't control spiro- spiritual contact on my dreams of the future. It's not like a light switch. So you can't control it, but then it's also not like a light switch. So the- I, I I don't know. I guess it's just spooky because it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I can't cut it on or off when I want. It comes once in a blue moon, so it does happen. Um, but recently, I've been visited by this dark spirit-like creature It woke me up and held a small old-looking coffin over my head. I wasn't the only one who saw the spirit. My brother also saw it. He was like dark, had horns, and kept going into my bedroom. Okay. I have no idea who this... Woman was, but I need help. I don't know where to start. I checked out the oldest churches, but I can't find much information. Please help. So,
2: Also, okay, I want to talk about something that is spooky to me. Your pronunciation of the name Solomon. Uh Uh-huh. Solomon. Are you calling me a ghost? I'm calling you something. I don't know what it is, but it's certainly not. I ain't calling you a truther. Um, <clears throat> no, I, dude, he look, fly this is a, just like the, the description up top. It is very wordy, mm-hmm. but it it's pretty rough. I mean, rough. the story of how she died isn't true. She said she was given permission to bother me. And like, that's weird stuff. Like what ghosts asked for permission? Yeah. But that being said, if you read through some of these other ones, it's like, it's kind of rough. I really appreciate Jenny's contribution. I have a photo of what looks like a maid carrying a milk jug. Mm-hmm. My parents and I were walking the grounds after the tour. We were down by the stables and slave quarters and I snapped a picture. I snapped a lot of pictures that day. That last part sounds really ominous it and does. I don't know why. I
3: snapped a lot of pictures that day. What I, I also find interesting is tourist contribution which is just interesting with
2: like like 20 ellipses. Like interesting. But I don't know if she's, like, interesting at, like, where they were, what they saw in the picture. Like, Tori, give us more details.
3: Post the picture, Tori. Jesus. Um, So let's go to our last one. So we're going to go down to Mr. Colin Parker's current town of new orleans yep 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 yep. and we're going to talk about saint vincent's guest house Miss Annie oh, Clark I know has a guest house
2: yep i i have seen this
3: yeah so this guest house is actually a former orphanage built in the 1860s so it's not surprising that the children who passed away from yellow fever during this time have been witnessed as playful spirits mm-hmm. the ghostly children run through the halls and guests have heard them giggling within the halls the apparition of a nun has also noted been noted in the top floor second
2: wing Okay, so this is this is going to be kind of a tough one here, right? Because part of me doesn't want to say that all three are haunted. Like Part of me thinks that there should be one Henry in the bunch.
3: Now, the thing about this is that this one has probably more of the comments that I've seen on any of ones. Oh, absolutely. On so this well, has like but about the, 12 comments. Here's
2: the thing. I didn't realize, I mean, I guess kind of to a certain extent, I knew that this was going to be New Orleans because you sort of told me that like right before we did the second one. Yeah. But at the same time, like New Orleans is – the most haunted city in America. Uh, And so that does make me believe that there's clearly some haunts, but does that mean that every place is haunted? No, Hmm.
3: not necessarily. I think, well, and what's interesting is that I feel like ghosts have gotten sneaky, and that they've found ways to kind of inhabit the tools that we make use of today. Like um, as Gina mentioned tr- towards the bottom, so went here for spring break, and my phone rang to a number called six six six, and said he was coming. And then I saw Slenderina and Sammy, but I know they they are fake, so it was weird.
2: I I don't even understand that. They're in the phones, man. The ghosts are in the phones. I really like Cynthia's comment. Uh huh. This hotel is haunted. I wake more early and stay at bed. From nothing, he bed starts shake. I start look for my boyfriend body, but he is not move. Late, I feel like someone came up. Nope. Someone come up to the bed. Can't say if it was a hand or feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't know I don't, where. I I have so many questions. Um, Leto has a very long story. Very, very long. But I I really like the last line. I just respect the fact that this world we live in is old and mysterious. That's it. Hugs to everyone. Yeah. I think that Leto sounds like a nice person.
3: Sounds like he makes good
2: pizzas. Um that's Leto. Oh my god. That's talking about regional humor. Come on now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Gina, thank you for your contribution. I think there was one particular let's see if I can find it. So we're looking for is Steve. Steve. Steve see okay. Chucks.
3: Oops. So, um, Mr. Steve J. states, I had an intense daytime sleep paralysis episode here while I took a nap. I woke to see small children at the end of my bed. I sat up and <laughs> stared, and they stared at me intensely. The sound of the AC grew louder and louder until it was deafening. Then I suddenly woke up. Pretty awesome place.
2: <laughs> I think that just means you had a bad dream. I don't think that's daytime sleep paralysis because you said that you suddenly woke up. Yeah. Yeah. But sleep paralysis
3: is a thing though. I've
2: no, it is, but you're awake for it,
3: but you're also in still kind of a dreamlike state.
2: I guess maybe. Uh, all right. You I know mean, what? I've, hey, I've, I've go ahead. I, I'll suspend my belief on that a little bit. Cause again, I, part of me wants to say that we have a Henry in the group, Yeah. but you know what? Maybe you just did a really good job of finding three haunted places Maybe. I'm going to I'm going to go with haunted.
3: All right. Well, on on the topic of sleep paralysis, so I've actually had some weird experiences on my own w- with sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid actually, when I was in high school, my um grandfather had passed. We, you know he got older and things happened. Right. And my parents woke me up to tell me about this. And, and of course, it was early in the morning, so I fell back asleep, and then I had one of those sleep paralysis episodes and I heard him talking to me.
2: That's weird.
3: Yeah. So, That's strange So I think with that in mind um, Mm Let's take a short musical break During which we encourage you to get up and Become ghosts or maybe help someone else become a ghost
2: Ooh That's called premeditated I'll have to take part in either of those options That you just gave me Uh, So let's get the music party started In three Two One Boo.
0: Hey guys, it's us, one more time.
1: <laughs> Hope you're enjoying um, the new hosts of Spooky Spouses this week, Cullen and Alex, but we're going to do a little haunted housekeeping.
0: We have our very first ad ever, and we are supoked. That means super stoked. It's a It's a portmanteau for those two cool words. They're hip and they're <laughs> young and they're new and they're fresh. So our sponsor this week is, if you listen to podcasts, you'll know it, is Blue Apron. A meal delivery service that people seem to enjoy.
1: Not only do they send you the ingredients to cook your dinners, they show you how to cook it as well.
0: Yeah, they give you these little step-by-step handy cards with pre-portioned ingredients and everything that you need to make some fancy food and impress your friends. You can impress your mom, your dad, your neighbors. And don't
1: worry if you have any dietary restrictions or if you're vegan, they cater to that as well.
0: Also, if you're ultra-vegan, they also cater to that.
1: Or if you're a ghost. I don't know. Maybe they (laughs) cater to that.
0: So if you are new to Blue Apron, some of the recipes that would be showing up the week of April 16th are Parisian steak frites, seared cod and olive tapenade, quick udon noodle stir fry.
1: All sound delicious?
0: Broccoli and ricotta tartines. Mm. Think about bringing tartines to a party. That's fun and hip. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are interested and checking out Blue Apron for the first time, or if you've just done it before but you want to do it again and support the Scavengers Network, you can go to bit.ly forward slash That's just apron with an S-N for Scavengers Network in the front.
1: And new customers can get $60 off their first six weeks.
0: All for just listening to our little show and every other show on the Scavengers Network. Again, that web address is bit.ly slash and just click on Redeem Now. It's a big, old, big old orange button in the top of the screen, and you can start eating fresh and be super hip and impress all your buds.
1: So clean, clean. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Tyler. And I'm Maya.
2: And we are Murder on the Mind.
1: Murder on the Mind.
2: We're interested in the scary, mysterious, and horrific things that happen in everyday life. Ooh.
1: Ooh. From serial killers to mysteries and even a good old spooky ghost story. We talk about all things creepy all the time. Weekly. And you can catch us on iTunes
2: or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Check us out.
1: Murder on the Mind.
2: Murder on the Mind. Welcome back. I hope you made somebody a ghost like Jeremy Renner's stepdad. Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep bringing him back. I don't know why. It's just so much fun. Look, it's fun to say the name Jeremy. It's like
3: cellar door.
2: I don't know why Jeremy is such a fun name to say. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> but Jeremy Renner. Uh, and like, I don't know why, but the, the, the term stepdad just also is making me laugh a lot.
3: So I have a question for you, Colin. Yes. If you were a ghost, what would you haunt? You can either haunt a whole place or... An- haunt just an object
2: um I would haunt oh god this is a tough question I think I would haunt uh just some random Jimmy John's you know so um like a place yeah I'd haunt a place okay cool you what know about I'm, you
3: I'm thinking it'd be fun to inha- to like haunt a pair of like speakers or headphones
2: can I change my answer I want to haunt someone's pair of shoes because every time they take a step I want to make a sound and have them be like, what is happening?
3: Or like, uh, untie the shoes slightly, and then they...
2: Ooh, tie their shoelaces together, together. while they're walking. How and did well. that happen? Pranks. Gotcha. Ghost
3: pranks. Well, I think it'd be really cool to be like a really dynamic ghost. Like, you either have like a slight crackling in the speakers, and then you like, yell through the speakers.
2: <laughs> Quote, unquote, dynamic. Because they're speakers. They keep uh, having to turn up, and then su- and they're like, well, it hasn't actually gotten louder. And then, brah are like, my
3: ears. Or even doing something like someone's watching a YouTube video, then you start saying what the video is saying. Obviously, you need to put on like a slight like delay in the video so you could actually like repeat what it's saying. But then they're like, oh, that's interesting. It's a different voice. Wait, no. The, I played the video again. And it's a
2: different voice. It's a failed compilation. That boy's going to fall. That boy is going to eat a firecracker. Bef- and it's going to go off in his tummy. And it's going to hurt his tummy.
3: So it's more of a ghost that just kind of gives spoilers?
2: Yeah, it's like yeah. a spoiler ghost.
3: Spoiler ghost, interesting.
2: That actually, for some reason, that actually sounds like it would be a movie. But like the spoiler this summer, ghost. Kristen Wiig is spoiler ghost. And it's like Bill Hader just trying to watch something and she's like, mm, he's his father.
3: That soup isn't any good.
2: <laughs> That's a different type of spoiled. All right. Sorry, my bad. You're uh, a different type we, of spoiled. Okay. Well, we got off track. <laughs> Let's get back on track. All right. Track um, on back. Track it on back. Um, real quick, did you have another question? Uh, okay. Cool. I wasn't sure. So, I've got my story, Uh-oh. and it's kind of interesting that your last bit that or that your last uh, house that we looked at was in New Orleans, because mine is in New Orleans. Um, I chose this one because in the fall. Um, I went with a good friend of mine on a uh, ghost adventures tour mm. um, in New Orleans because, like we said just a little bit ago, New Orleans is the most haunted city in America. Uh, and I recently told Jordan, um, on a phone call that he should come down to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and well, obviously he and Lindsay, right. I was saying you guys should come down here, uh, go on some of these tours. I mean, they have all sorts of different specific type of haunted tours Mm -hmm. and it's a blast. Um, and, uh, most of them usually stop at a bar that you can get a drink at too. So that's kind of nice. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of really great stories down there and I didn't want to necessarily just take a story away from them. Yeah. But when I was trying to come up with what I was going to do today, I had like two or three options that I was really into, but I just kind of kept coming back to this story because I honestly think it's kind of funny the way that it happened. Um, This is clearly, well, we'll we'll get, we'll get right into it. This is um, how the first report of vampires in America. So uh, basically America in Louisiana, rather, um, you know, we were trying to establish the area. We were trying to make a port city mm-hmm. out of New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and so one of the issues that they had was like they re- they didn't have enough men to do it. So they started to bring in like felons and convicts and all this other sto- sort of thing to kind of basically give them a clean slate to redo this world. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that morale wasn't great uh, because it was just a bunch of dudes all the time. And oh, so- they knew that they were going to have to start making it into a city and they were going to have to start populating it. Mm -hmm. So they started bringing in some people, but they needed, um, mm, how do I say this? They needed, uh, women in the town, Mm -hmm. uh, because the men wanted to have someone to flirt with, or maybe at least stand a chance with and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, they decided that the Ursuline nuns decided to bring some girls over from France Uh, to settle the area in the 1720s. So they brought these girls over, um, and what they did was they had to make the trip over, and uh, they had to bring all their stuff in just basically a box. Um, But the box that they were given were caskets, Mm. um, because that was what could fit all their clothes and their possessions in, right? Yeah. Um, Almost like a movable closet, and they could stack well and stuff like that on the boat. So imagine, though, You being a settler, and it's late at night, and the ship comes into dock, and you see these young women being escorted into a Catholic convent, and all of the deckhands are bringing in what look like coffins, right? Interesting. And you're like, huh, okay, that's weird. So, this is the interesting aspect of it, right? So, these girls were brought over, they had been in a ship for like a long time, hadn't seen much sunlight. Then they go to the convent. And they are left indoors during most of the day because that's where they are being taught. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting an education
3: yeah.
2: from the Ursuline nuns. And they're being taught also kind of how to be a part of society. Mm-hmm. So then at night, that's the only time that they're allowed out. And that's where they can start, you know, talking with the the people of, this, of the city. Yeah. The only issue is, is that the only clothes they were really allowed to bring over were kind of like, like dresses and kind of very modest clothing because that's what, you know, nuns were into. Um, and so these pale women are coming out of the Catholic convent at night and only at night. And they're kind of, you know, seducing these men and all this other stuff. And then they just disappear in the day and everyone's like, what the hell? Um, so then what happens is, is, One day they, uh, there's a fire in the convent and stuff like that, but it leaves one room untouched. And so these people go up, uh, and they realize that like, there's this door that's been boarded up and they rip it open. They open it up and it's just nothing but wall to wall caskets. These coffins just lining the walls, but when they open them, they're empty. And that's when people start to put two and two together. There are these pale women walking around the streets, only at night, Mm -hmm. and there's coffins, and the fire couldn't touch them. Mm. So, uh, basically, people started believing that these women were vampires, and especially when mortality rates started to drop drastically, that's when they were like, oh my god, we've got vampires on our hands. And so, that that was the first story of vampires here in america
3: interesting
2: um and uh, that's also one of the main reasons why what's that show is it true blood yeah that's why a lot of them I have like cajun out. accents and stuff like that yeah
3: because that's where it originated right that's where they originated Oh huh. that's awesome
2: okay now bef- because of the fact that that was a very short story mm-hmm. alex yes um I figured I would also like to get into something that uh, the reads really like to do, which is lists. Okay. Um. So I also have a list of creepy things that kids have said. Oh. And I really love these because it is always both like kind of funny and also haunting all at the same time.
3: Well, and it's weird how kids can have kind of like a fascination with death.
2: That's you fair. Know? And sometimes they don't even realize what they're doing, right? Yeah. So here's a great one. So a parent turns to their kid and said, go back to sleep. There isn't anything under your bed. And the kid goes, well, yeah, that's because he's behind you right now. And it's like, still haven't gotten over that one and Jeez. shiver at the memory. Yeah. Um, I was tucking my in my two-year-old and he said, goodbye, dad. And I said, no, we say goodnight. And he said, I know. But this time it's goodbye.
3: You know, I wonder if... <laughs> For some kids' humor develops a little more quickly than others. And maybe kids are just trying to mess with their parents. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they're just haunted.
2: Ooh, that I cannot read that one. That one's actually terrifying. When my son was small, I was talking to him about growing potatoes. I described how you bank up the earth and around them as they grow. And he said, I used to do that when I was an old man. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, uh, why are you crying? The bad man. What bad man? There. Points behind me at a dark corner of the room. The lamp on the bookshelf next to it, uh, to, next to said darkened corner falls off as soon as I turn it on. She slept in our bed that night. Understandably. Yep. yep. Um, I, I mean, God, I really love these stories. Like they're always so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's
3: always fun to think like what would be uh, What would be like a rational Explanation for that but then sometimes there just isn't A rational explanation for it
2: But then there's like just like Unbelievably like unsettling Things I was sound asleep at around 6 a.m. when I was awoken When I was woken up by my four year old daughter's Face inches from mine She looked me right in my eyes and whispered I want to peel all your skin Off
3: So when I was a kid There was a, uh, I forget what had happened, but for whatever reason, my dad had to wake me up and his face was like, probably like, not like a couple inches, but like really close to mine. And like, I didn't recognize his face for a second and Mm -hmm. I like freaked out because you see someone's face in front of yours that you don't recognize. and You're like, what the hell is going on? So I yelled in my father's face when I was
2: a child. Just today, my four-year-old son told me, I think we live in a pretend world and someone is playing with us. I asked him what he meant and I got even weirder. Well, it seems like someone does things to us, but we can't see them because we are in this world, but they are not. I feel like maybe this kid thinks he's in The Sims.
3: Maybe we are in The Sims. Is that a diamond over your head? I don't know. I don't know.
2: My sister described her imaginary friend saying, He sits on my bed and waits for his mom. He's not allowed to go home by himself because of his arm. When I asked what happened to his arm, she said... His mom ran him over when she was drawing with chalk. That's why he's always crying, because he doesn't like being dead. What What now? No thanks. (sighs) No. Uh, My daughter was three, and I was getting her ready for the day. She had been waking up with nightmares almost every night for a month or two. I asked what she wanted for breakfast, and she told me she wanted to share it with the dead baby in her closet. I thought she meant one of her dolls. And when I pulled them out, she said, no, not a doll. The dead one that sleeps on the closet floor at night. What in the world? What? This makes. Ugh. Ugh.
3: Why are kids so
2: bad? Oh God.
3: Well, I actually have a kind of a spooky thing, but kind of a heartwarming thing as well. Okay. So after my um, mother had passed away. Um, my nephew had said that he had a dream where he and her were eating ice cream together. And this was like just after she had passed.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes there are like, oh God, I heard recently about a story of a a person whose little baby brother when they were like a year and a half or two years old, uh, they stayed at the hotel in which John Belushi died. And the kid said that sometimes the funny man would help him or the funny man did this. The funny man said that and they're like, that's weird. And then one day she was looking through a book of SNL people like, you know, in the past and the little kid who's clearly never seen John Belushi cause he's way too young to see anything he's been in. Yeah. Pointed out his picture and said, that's him. That's the funny man. And they were like, well, we've got to get out of this hotel.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, all right, let's do one let's more, do more and then we'll, ha- then we'll, then we'll cut it there. Sounds good. Um, ooh, ooh, God. All oh. right, here we go. We were on our way home to Alabama from Texas, and my son was in the back seat. And he said, mommy, who's the man in the back seat with me? It was just us two. No one else with us that I could see. I asked him to describe him, and he said, he's just a black figure with red eyes. He's scaring me. So I pulled over and out his seat in the front with me and put his seat in the front with me. And he said, the man looked like he wanted to eat me when I moved him. So there's that.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, Okay.
2: That is a odd, odd thing to say.
3: That is a very odd thing to say. Why are children so terrible?
2: Oh, shoot. Okay. I, I apologize. I lied. This This will be the last one. My six-year-old nephew told my brother that everyone on earth was a figment of Jonah's imagination and that when Jonah wakes up, we'll all disappear. When we asked who Jonah is, he replied verbatim, he's the one who sleeps, the dreamer in the dream. Made my skin crawl the first time he told me. That is weird.
3: That's making my skin crawl. Jeez.
2: Oh, dang it. Well, this one's been dispelled. I scrolled down just a tiny bit, and the first comment is, that's from Adventure Time, though. It's a cartoon. Oh, Dang it. Well. Well, I thought it was creepy. Well, so I shouldn't throw him in the fire, my three-year-old <laughs> daughter said, holding her baby brother for the first time. If that doesn't sound like Travis McElroy holding Griffin McElroy.
3: It does a little bit, I, I, I So I
2: shouldn't throw him in the fire.
3: Well, given some of the stories about a young Griffin McElroy, I imagine they might have probably wanted to throw him in the fire.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, um. That, that was a blast. That was a blast. So um,
3: we'd like to thank Eli Chambers for the song you've heard at the beginning, in the middle. And they'll just hear at the end here. We'd also like to thank the Reeds for letting us be on the show today. If you've enjoyed us as your host today, feel free to check out some of the other shows on the network that we're involved in, like my weekly streams on Monday, The Bad Pen Pal for Colin, or the show that we do together, Journey Under 30. So basically, we look at people that have gotten onto the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. Mm -hmm. We talk about how they got their path to getting to their... And then kind of working out a plan for how we can get there ourselves. Exactly. It originally started out as a bit like, so with the McElroys, they have a show the McElroys will be in Trolls too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a joke, like, well, we actually got onto the Forbes 30. This is how we did it. But then this kind of made more sense to us. Absolutely. So,
2: um, We'd like to thank the Scavengers Network as well for hosting all of the great series that we have here. Uh, and we'd like to thank uh, the other shows on the network for doing this week of Host Swaps. Uh, we really love working with this awesome crew of people, so you know I've yeah. really been looking forward to this week.
3: Me too. And if you'd like to follow Spooky Spouses on the internet, make sure you subscribe to their podcast, well, this podcast, right? And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. You can also follow me at French at music at as in spelled letters at or a tail zero.
2: Uh, And you can find me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, You can also like us on uh, Facebook and uh, find us on Twitter for the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just want to throw that one out there, too. No, that's a lot of tags, but you should be following everyone. Yeah. Uh, So thank you so much for joining us here on Spooky Spouses.
3: Yeah. Have a dreamer within a dream week.
2: Have a uh, Jeremy Renner week.
3: And have a Jeremy Renner stepdad week
2: Have a very Vampired Nope Blood
3: Blood uh, curdling Blood
2: curdling Blood draining New Orleans week That is nothing
3: Have a K- Spooky Cajun week
2: Have a Spooktacular Swap
3: week Don't become a ghost Bye
2: Bye <laughs> Wow! Not that I'm just going. Wow! wow. Well now. Well now. Well now.